Will we consume more and more technologies, or will those same revolutionary technologies consume us? Please join me on this episodic podcast journey that I'm hoping will help us make smarter choices on how technology will impact and arguably change our lives. In our last episode, I talked about one of my pet peeves, internet security, and why the decisions of the past create the internet security nightmares of the present. Over the next few episodes, I'd like to focus on something more relevant to today, how the new paradigm of technology-enabled businesses is changing our lives. (laughs) Sounds like a big, far-reaching topic, so buckle up, adjust your volume, and come along for the ride on this multi-episode journey. So every year, the economic leaders from all over the world meet in Davos, Switzerland to hold the World Economic Forum. Here, economic leaders and experts meet to discuss the current economic conditions and their global impact on the economy. They also share their ideas of what's coming next and how it will influence the world population. Well, in 2017, some three years ago now, A couple of renowned economists from MIT made a somewhat startling announcement in their presentation at the World Economic Forum. They announced that the world economy was about to enter the fourth industrial revolution. Now, I'm not an economist, but this sure seems like a profound announcement with far-reaching impact to our global economy and, by extension, I suppose our lives. They called this the fourth industrial revolution, digital disruption. I personally was intrigued by the fourth industrial revolution concept and wanted to learn more. So to gain perspective, I began by asking myself, if this is the fourth industrial revolution, what were the first, second, and third? So think back to your high school history class and can you recall what the first, second, and third industrial revolutions were all about? Well, the first industrial revolution was when we went from traveling on foot or by beast-drawn vehicles like covered wagons or stagecoaches or horseback and the like, to traveling and shipping goods via steam engine-powered locomotives. The first industrial revolution began with the invention of the steam engine on or around 1803. Now, think about the gravity of what that kind of change to the way of life was in the early 1800s. People could suddenly move more easily over greater distances. Products could be more easily shipped over greater distances. I mean, prior to these years, we were settling America by moving in covered wagons, which I'm sure was a far greater hardship than what we saw on TV westerns of our time. Towns were being populated all over the country. Each had some sort of general store where the local population came to stock up on necessities. Many of the necessities were shipped to the general store from places far and near, by horse-drawn wagons, and so the type and the quantity of goods was, for the most part, minimal given the speed of the supply chain at that time. The steam engine locomotive and railways that began to traverse the country changed all of that. Imagine what this did to the supply chain dynamics of that period and the resultant new markets that were open for commerce. Imagine living during those times and the huge disruption or change this caused in the way of life during those years. Of course, the steam engine wasn't just used to power locomotives. 
It was also used to power other machines that were previously powered by humans or beasts or maybe water wheels or waterfalls. Machine automation grew in a big way when the steam engine hit the scene. It was truly a huge disruptive change to the then way of life. Wouldn't you agree? Now, fast forward to 1879, to the beginning of the second Industrial Revolution, which began when Thomas Edison invented the first light bulb. Now, others had discovered electricity far beyond that time, but the light bulb had far-reaching implications to the society of that period. We went from lighting our way with candles or kerosene lanterns to light bulbs. And light bulbs were a technology that soon reached into our homes and became a mainstay in all areas of society. And then came everything else powered by electricity, motors, automobiles, telephone systems, and much more. Imagine yourself for a moment living in that 1879 to 1900 time frame as automation by electricity began to yield a seemingly unlimited amount of new products and services to the economy and our way of life as a whole. Everything changed because of the ability to harness the power of electricity. It had to be a huge disruptive change for those living during that transition from a pre-electricity to a post-electricity time. Would you agree? Looking forward another 70 or 80 years, around 1946 or so, we find the dawn of the third industrial revolution, when we went from electric to electronics and the computer age. The Third Industrial Revolution again brought about massive changes, many of which we enjoy today. I mean, can you imagine running your business before computers? Using computer automation, you were now able to increase your operational efficiencies, increasing your bottom line growth. You were able to use all types of transistors and other electronic components to build all sorts of devices never seen before or to change electricity-driven mechanical products to electronics-infused products, making them less expensive and better functioning devices. This had an incredible impact on the products and services we consume. Now, in 2020, all things electronic continue to change and have impact on our lives and how we live them. Just think about all the electronic devices in your business, and especially in your homes today. Hell, just think about that smartphone that you can't seem to put down. Somewhere in the mid-1970s where I personally entered the workforce and had my introduction to electronics and the computer age. Personally, I was fascinated by not only what computers can do, but moreover by the fact I can tell them what I want them to do through different programming languages of the day. As I look back, I've had two major epiphanies in my career. The first one, how to tell a machine, a computer, what I wanted it to do to serve a particular need. Most of those needs we hadn't even thought of back then. To gather and process data that can be used to provide us with information we needed to make better decisions in both business and our lives. The data was always everywhere around us at the time, but the ability to collect that data and process that data to yield meaningful results was not. As we move from electric to electronics and the computer age, making sense of all that data that surrounded us to enhance or enrich our lives and all the possibilities that, that it provided definitely sealed the deal for me to enter the field of computer technology. 
But no matter if you did the same or went in a completely different direction, the impact of electronics and at large the computer age has surely changed your lives, hopefully in a good way. Having myself lived through the transition from everything electric to everything electronic in the computer age gives me some appreciation for the perspective on how my predecessors, who lived through the discovery of the steam engine and discovery of electricity and the light bulb and the widespread use of electricity, how that all felt for them. Each of these industrial revolutions created a huge disruptive change in our lives with broad impact on how we lived and still live our lives. So with that bit of history, hopefully it provides some perspective and gravity to what the world's leading economists declared in 2017, that we were entering the fourth industrial revolution. Could this be as big of a disruptive change to science and commerce and global economy and our way of life as the last three? So we're a few years into the fourth industrial revolution. Are you aware of it? Do you feel a difference in how this new digital age is impacting your life? Experts say that this is not just another technology evolution. You know, faster computers, faster networks, able to do more and more. No, the fourth industrial revolution is a business model disruption. This is a key point that's very necessary to grasp. It's not another technology evolution. It's a business model disruption. It changes one how new products and services are delivered to the market, two, how they're consumed, and three, who consumes them? Three key elements. Let me say that again because it's really important to grasp the paradigm change. It's a business model disruption in how new products and services are offered to the market, how they're consumed, and who consumes them. Want an example? Let me give you a couple easy ones. Do you still walk out of your hotel and hail a taxi? Or do you request or schedule an Uber or a Lyft from your smartphone? Do you go to your bank and deposit your check with a teller or Mac? Or do you bring up your bank's app on your smartphone and take a picture of your check and deposit it electronically? The bank competes for your business by offering you a new technology that makes it easier for you to do business with them. The number one I mentioned above new products offered to the market, the app. You're using the app to save a trip to the bank or the Mac is the number two part, how you consume the technology. And the ability to deposit your check via smartphone is the number three part, how the technology is consumed. Another example, when you consume a product or service from a website, you're also given suggestions on other products you might like or do you then get suggestions on what you should buy based on that product you just bought? When you're away on vacation, do the marketeers seemingly know where you are? And are you getting geocentric ads and suggestions for places to eat or points of interest or a variety of other things that you might like? Yep, the fourth industrial revolution changes how businesses offer products and services pushed to your smartphone or web browser, how they're consumed, from the very devices so many of us carry everywhere, our smartphones, and who consumes them? A much wider audience than could ever be reached previously by a newspaper, radio, or TV. This is truly a business model disruption. Companies that get out ahead of it will prosper. Those that are slow to react 
will find it difficult to compete. Let me give you one final example of a real-world business model disruption. Many of you know or have at least heard of a company called Weight Watchers. They've been around since the 60s. Their business model for many years was to assign points to different food groups that dieters might consume and then, based on a lot of weight and health factors, determine the optimum points someone should consume on a daily basis in order to lose weight. In the past, not sure if they still do this, they also brought participants into their brick-and-mortar offices to address the group dynamics of weight loss and then to individually weigh people in front of their peers. That had to be a bit intimidating, to say the least. My point is that Weight Watchers used brick-and-mortar buildings and staffs of people that designed and distributed weight reduction plans, conducted group sessions, and answered questions, etc. Then, in about 2014, eight people developed a digital weight loss application that you consume on your smartphone. It's called Lose It. In a relatively short period of time, they stole 13 million customers from Weight Watchers. They have no brick-and-mortar buildings for dieters to go to. They have no large administrative staff. They developed an expensive application and distributed via various app stores in order to reach target markets and of consumers very easily and inexpensively. They disrupted the model of, one, how goods and services were distributed to the marketplace, two, how they were consumed, and three, who consumed them, the trifecta of the fourth industrial revolution. Now, Weight Watchers is still a viable company now and has its own app, but they'll likely struggle under the expense burden of their brick-and-mortar offices and administrative staffs. So competing with a digitally transformed company like Lose It will likely prove difficult. And again, there are many more examples of digitally transformed businesses in the marketplace. We're only a few short years into the fourth industrial revolution, so as you can imagine, there'll be many more changes coming. The impact of the digital age will surely change our workplace and our lives and how we live them. But will it be for the better? I hope you tune in to the next episode of this podcast to get answers to that far-reaching and controversial question. Until then, stay safe. Take care of each other.